Yeah, how's it going? Uh, this is episode 14. Hey, we're out of the, um, we're out of the horror movie saga of this podcast. Um, hey, so this is episode 14 of the Film the Blank Interlude podcast with your host, Naoto Wakabayashi. Um, just, uh, you know, what's good, y'all? Like, goddamn. God damn, I hope you guys are enjoying this wonderful, wonderful Tuesday morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, um, or on Tuesday, you could be listening to this any day of the week. I don't really care. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, spring is here, finally. Everything's clearing up, looking beautiful. Life is looking beautiful. Um, hey, I would throw in a Game of Thrones reference. But A, I don't watch that shit. B, even if you told me the spoilers of what happened last weekend, um, I want to know. So it's very, it's all of it's inconsequential and it doesn't matter. Uh, I heard, you know, like, shouts out to this listenership um, for sticking by and growing week by week it's actually such a beautiful thing to kind of see your work um come to fruition i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna like market this podcast like out better i think yeah like a lot of a lot of new changes are coming a lot of new changes are coming so be uh be looking out for that uh the second season it's going to be longer episodes, but it just won't be me on the mic. I'm going to have a, I'm going to either have a, like guests on or co-hosts. So the plan for me is to get two more microphones. Um, hopefully I can figure out how to, you know, I might have to get three. Just like depends, depends. If I can still use a USB interface on this USB microphone, that hey, I can I can get uh, a a guest and a co-host at the same time. So yeah, I mean, hand in your audi- auditions, guys, if you want to be the co-host to this fucking amazing podcast, this vibrant and amazing podcast. So uh, yeah, you know, I was talking to a friend and she said that she liked this podcast because. My voice sounds monotonous on the mic, and it was very uh, comforting to listen to me. So if that's the case, let me know. Let me know in the DMs. Um, Yeah. Now, again, like, feel free to hit me up and tell me what you like and don't like about this podcast. Every little bit of feedback helps. Yeah. So, man... Again, I hope you guys had a great week. I had a pretty good week as well. Productive. Uh, but something's been on my mind, man. Something's been on my mind. And that's why I have this platform. And I guess that's why you guys keep listening to it. Um because you're interested in what I have to say. That sounds very egotistical, so I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, turning off the notifications. Um, playoff basketball has started. So shouts out, shouts out to everybody watching it right now. My homie just messaged me. Uh, they were talking. It was amazing because me and my friend were like bussing home, and like these guys are like talking about the playoff game that was going on, the Raptors and Sixers game that was going on, and they like one guy was updating like whole bunch of people. We like I got in the conversation. It was amazing. Like playoffs are a beautiful time. Anyways, um, back to what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, you know, like. Sometimes, man, like, no matter how you envision somebody else's life going and how much potential you think they have, sometimes it can get frustrating when these people in your life aren't aren't um, living to what you think their potential is. For me, I tr when it comes to people's lives, I try not to be bossy. But, man, the closer they are to me, the better I want to see them doing. And uh, my homie, Sam, she got me to realize that at the end of the day, it's this person's choice, whether what they want to do with their lives and, you know, what, what they want to do with the opportunities given to them and not everyone has a sense of drive or motivation to find themselves or to succeed or to want to break cycles because, and that's, and that's the tricky thing, is that cycles aren't easy to break. It takes, man, I forgot what the number was, but probably over 60 days of consistent day-by-day -day effort in order to break these cycles. And, man, sometimes... If that person doesn't want help, then you're not going to do any help in trying to force it onto them. In fact, they might come to resent you. I mean, that hasn't happened to me yet at this point with certain people in my life. But at the end of the day, I kind of learned this, and this is... It's hard, you know, because I'm I'm the kind of person that wants to see the whole team win, and and that wants to see, you know, like when I when I have dreams about my own future and what I want in life, I like the success is a very small part of it. But the biggest part is getting good at what I'm super passionate about, and that's discovering music and connecting people. So I, I envision a future for myself where I'm extremely good at both of those things. 
Um, but also, I just have this dream of kind of being around a big dinner table and maybe 20, 30 years, 40 years down the line, me and the people that I came up with and me and the people, well, not, not, I mean, not exclusively the people that I came up with, but the people that I grew up with, they're there with me as well. Like, talking about what they've done and, you know, being, sort of making it as well. And with one one homie, I, I don't, I don't see that, I don't see that she's going to get there. And sometimes, man, like, I've came to realize that someone's not trying to go where you're trying to go, great, you can still keep in contact with them, but you just have to keep your head down and just not invest as much time into them as you used to when you had time and when you guys were just kids. You know what I mean? Like, when you guys were just kids and the expectation wasn't there. I mean, the expectation shouldn't be there right now. Like, hell, I'm not even successful right now. And I'm not even a quarter or an eighth or a sixteenth of where I want to be. So who am I to judge? I mean, she has a lot of time to figure this shit out. But with the trajectory that she's going in right now, man, I don't, I don't have faith that she will. Sometimes you just, you just have to keep moving and you just have to keep going forwards whether or not you leave these people behind. Uh, so, I've always been the biggest optimist with this friend and where this friend, she's naturally, naturally brilliant you know what I'm saying? Like, actually one of the brightest and smartest people I know. But natural talent and natural abilities don't get you anywhere if you don't utilize them at the end of the fucking day. So, oh man. I mean, if you've made, the, made it this far, uh, I guess like I haven't really asked my audience for any anything else other than hey if you hear anything about my podcast like no if you, if you have any criticisms of my podcast like send them through but honestly if you have any advice um, on how to navigate the situation I I would like to hear it I would really like to hear it and I would love to hear your input and what you got to say uh, with all of this because all I can think of right now is to be there and be supportive, but minimize contact or reduce contact with this person because I, re I strongly believe in the 
you're the seven people that you associate yourself with the most. That's why, like, these days I try to be very, very selective with who I spend my time with. So, yeah, I mean, on a goddamn, I, I didn't mean to get so down on this episode, but, like, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I've been, like, going through right now. But I've kind of, I've kind of, like, thought things through and kind of realized that it is what it is at the end of the day. And, hey, if she wants to do what she's doing, great. I mean, she asked me for advice yesterday. Uh, I mean, she probably won't listen to this, so I'm not. And even if she does, then she'll know how I feel about this whole thing, which is fine. Uh, because, like, whenever I have talked to her, she has asked me for advice, and I am pretty honest about how I feel. But I don't. I try not to be like, "Oh, you have to do this." It's more like suggestive, because it's like what she. It's her life, and it's more like. I kind of use strong language to try and to help guide her through all of this. But, hey, if she takes that advice, she does. If she does, she doesn't. You know, if she doesn't, she doesn't. So, yeah. Uh, God, on brighter news, man, I've been, I've been, like, reaching out to people and meeting amazing people creatives within the music space and you know like the thing with the vancouver music space people say it's clicky i mean it sort of is but i don't know these people like it's not like the level that everyone's at like everybody's still growing like no one's quote-unquote superstar yet so i find that like the people that are truly talented and are working hard they're still on the come up so even if you might see them out and about it's very easy to approach them and say hey you know what i'm saying like it's really not that difficult like i unlike some of the scenes that i've seen like in tokyo and in montreal to an extent like over there, it kind of seemed like everything's tiered. We're here, I mean, it's kind of tiered, but it's very easy to break through. And I think, maybe, I think, maybe in Montreal, it might not have been the case as well. Maybe I was just intimidated. Um, and with Vancouver, I don't really feel like that at all. I don't feel threatened. I don't feel like, you know? So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just kind of having the cajones, I guess, to just approach people. Um, and to just talk to them. So, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've met, I've met some amazing people just doing their thing and creating. Um, like, especially in the indie alternative pop sphere, like, that's big here. Um, so I don't, I'm not really an expert when it comes to that kind of shit, but, hey, like, I'm honestly, I'm honestly just like super happy to see friends prospering within the music industry and even friends starting out. Um, that, that makes me happy, man. Yeah, so 
And just like them, I'm going to keep this podcast growing. And that includes more guests. Um, I realize that I... No, I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share what I've observed, what I haven't. Because, hey, I've been taking notes, man. I've been taking notes. I'm trying to get better. So as we approach the wonderful 20-minute mark, um, I kind of want to... I want to play a new song for you guys. I was thinking about playing an Ari Lennox song. But I just want to say, pre-save her debut album. She is a extremely talented singer, R&B singer. Um, definitely taking influence. Like, she has, like, a lot of, like, Erica Badu. And I hear a little bit of, um, not Jill Scott, um, fucking, well, actually, yeah, like, a little bit of Jill Scott, but there's definitely a bit of Nina Simone in her as well, um, but I would say, like, you could definitely tell that she listened to a lot of Erica, uh, growing up, but I remember being in, what was it, like, the 10th grade, the 10th or 11th grade, going through YouTube, I think there's, like, my uh, uh, new Jabez phase, new Jabez, new, new Jabez, I, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, I heard new Jabez, which is definitely wrong, um, yeah, I have, I have my new Jabez, uh, new Jabez, uh, new Jabez, new Jabez. <laughs> wow, um, I have my new Jabez, uh, uh, phase when I was like 10 or 11 and there's this girl who had an Aurorian dance cover or no she well it wasn't really a cover because she was singing over the instrumental and I was like whoa her voice is incredible and it was about there's a song about having anxiety and as a teenager, I didn't really understand what that actually meant, unlike now, or at least when I went into my university years, but I thought I had anxiety then. Um, I definitely didn't, but, you know, like, that material, to me, it hit hard, and then I started looking at her music, and, you know, she, like, not all of it was great at the time, um, but it was still really good, and her covers were killer. Her Drunken Love cover, like, oh my god, like, she, like, not like, not like YouTube covers now, where people are, like, pre-recording a track, and then, god, I hate YouTube covers like this, but where you, like, pre-record a track, put tons of auto-tune and, well, not tons, but, like, a good amount of, like, auto-tune and reverb and, like, mix it, EQ it, right, like, and edit it, like, definitely, like, multiple, multiple takes on different sections, yet they put a camera up, put a microphone in front of their face, and then kind of, like, groove out, you know what I'm saying, and, like, pretend that they're, like, singing, um, live, I guess, or just singing the song, like, but clearly, clearly they're lip syncing. No, it was none of that. She didn't have a microphone in front of her face. It was probably like her computer microphone or something, like, but she sounded really good. 
And that separates, that separates talent. And that's, I, mean, I don't want to say I knew. Like, I didn't know that she would get signed to Dreamville. I just thought that, okay, she has a lot of potential. But I didn't, at the time, I didn't know what that meant. And she came out with a song called La La La. Um, should definitely listen to it. It's on her faux. I don't know if it's supposed to be fa, but it's on her faux uh, mixtape, PHO, um, that she put out. It's on all streaming platforms. Um, incredible song with a really amazing buildup. But she got signed to Dreamville, and she's basically Dreamville's, I think that's the only... Um, vocalist on Dreamville, and she's releasing a new project. So I'd highly recommend checking that out. I would play a song off there. It would make the most sense, but I want to play... I mean, hey, if you're listening to my recommendations on Instagram, uh, on my Instagram stories and this podcast, then you would be listening to it already. So what's the point of me playing that song? So fucking listening to it, guys. Um, I actually want to play a song by a talented vocalist called I Am DDB. Um, she, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want it to come off as hate, but I, you know, like I became a fan of Georgia Smith, and then all my mind came out, and I was like whoa, this, this, like, she's, she's, like, this sound is, is different, it's, it sounds great, it's interesting, it's dynamic, like, I, I heard that song, and I immediately became very interested in her album, I was like, okay, if you have a few cuts like this, mixed with some slower R&B song, like, R&B cuts, like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be a really amazing project. But a lot, like, basically, her whole album was kind of just sl- on the slower side, more on the depressing side. It was just like, I wouldn't say darker as in content, but like darker colors. Um, when you when you listen to that album, like. It was just a very like moody kind of slower album than what I wanted, and I mean it's fine. Like clearly, a lot of people loved that album. I just didn't, um, and I tried listening to it twice, but I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. I am DDB is how I describe Georgia. If she made music the way I wanted her to make it. Like, I'm not saying that IMDDB is better than Georgia. No, not at all. But she has certain songs where I'm just like, damn. Georgia Smith went in this direction. That would be amazing. Um, but with that being said, the thing with IMDDB is that she does have certain... She does have a lot of songs that are boring, and she's trying to go outside of the box and doesn't really connect with me. And... Yeah, I, I mean, I love I love when artists go out tend to go outside the box and try to go go outside of comfort zones. But as long as they as long as the execution is there, I mean, that's kind of like an obvious duh and like I guess a moot point. Like obviously, if they do it well, then 
It's great. <laughs> but I don't, I don't like the sake of experimenting just to experiment almost. Well, I mean, it, it depends, I guess. It depends. Like, if they, if they improve on that sound, their next project and all that. But, but for now, for now, I don't, I don't fuck with some of the decisions that IMDDB does, but that's okay. I am actually going to play you a song by her where she kind of goes outside of her usual sound, um, goes for a more lo-fi, like, sampled hip-hop, like, like, early, uh, I always call it, like, an early 2000s, like, hip-hop instrumental kind of thing, like, jazzy instrumental, um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is IMDDB Urban Jazz. So I hope you guys enjoy. So really, so really, so really, so really, right now I've got a stomach never Cause this is my comfort zone. Thank you. 
was, uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> so, hold on, hold on. So that was uh, Urban Jazz by IMDDB, by the very talented IMDDB, um, out from the, uh, straight out from the UK, I think. But yeah, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. I'm sorry to kind of get a little bit down in the first, uh, you know, 10 minutes. But, you know, I hope, I hope that it uh, helped you reflect on certain people in your life. And, you know, like, at the end of the day... Um, being there doesn't mean always being there. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, man, yeah, take care of your family. Um, take care of your friends as much as you can. And if you got to leave them behind, then it is what it is. At the end of the day, we only got one life. And if someone's values change to yours, then that's just life, you know? But it doesn't mean you have to keep forcing it because you invested so much time into it. It's kind of like the uh, sunk cost fallacy, I guess. Like, just because you put so much money and time into something. Not saying I spend money on my friends. No, no, no. I'm just talking in general. Just because you spend so much money and time on something or someone doesn't mean you have to keep holding on. That money and time is gone. What isn't is everything else that's ahead. So, yeah, I, ho I hope that, you know, whatever you guys are going through, that you just treat life with kindness and just, you know, just try to humble yourself. Don't let your ego get too inflated. Don't let your ego be too small either. Um, like I said, I want, I want each and every single one of you to succeed. So, because that shit makes me happy. Unless if you're my enemy. And in that case, I only have like three people that I like don't want to see successful. But even then, like if they become successful, then I won't focus on it. Because that's unhealthy. Right. So, yeah, this has been episode 14 of the Fill in the Blank Interlude podcast with your host, Naoto Wakabayashi. And I'm out. <laughs>